I was thinking about this question. You have one for me? Yes. I've told you this before, but I think you're kind of like this just genuinely humble guy. And I wanted to ask where you think you get that from. Where, where, do you, where have you derived your values from? My friend, you're starting this one off deep. This question is not what I expected for the start. There's this, uh, we were kind of talking a little bit earlier about things that, like, conversation should be like. And I kind of wanted to say more. In uh, this Lex Friedman podcast episode, Elon Musk has asked a question about the, about when they'll get to Mars. And he takes like 21 seconds to think. So take all the time you need. He takes his time because he, he's going to produce the best answer. He's not messing around. He's not. You can't fool that guy. Mm -hmm. He thinks for 21 seconds and he's like, best case, five years, worst case, 10 years. I've seen it. That's ridiculous, eh? He's, you know, he's, you know, he's right. He has to be right. Well, on a side note, it, that is cool that we'll be on Mars in 10 years. Would you go to Mars? Probably not to stay. No, no. To stay? It too sad. It's it's vast. It's lonely. There's nothing up there. Like, construction's not going to start that quickly. Let's get and, real here. And if there was like in our lifetime, it would be indoor experiences. Like you couldn't really enjoy the outside of Mars, and we couldn't really terraform it, so it was beautiful like Earth. It would just be this kind of last resort for humanity in case we get wiped out here. Life goes on. Yeah. Put some amusement parks up there. In the future, certainly. Oh, everything, dude. That'll have it all. I think, well, you can kind of think of also um, consumer <laughs> space flight as a sort of amusement ride. And they'll sell the uh, the regular gravity. Instead of a zero-gravity machine, they'll have a regular-gravity machine. It'll replicate ours down here. Brian, can you look that up, the difference between Earth and Mars gravity? Because, I forget who it was, said something about astronauts not being able to be in space for long because when they get back to Earth, their bones are weak in some way. It would take a toll on you. I mean, you've been here all your life, right? It's about a it's third of the gravity on Earth. Huh. The issue is muscle atrophy, yeah. C can you bring that up, muscle atrophy? What do you want me to bring up? Just What is muscle atrophy? Well, if you're in zero gravity for a long time, your muscles get weaker. When you go back, it'll feel way heavier than it was when you left. Oh, is it, so you're not your not your bones. Your bones probably would too. It would make sense your muscles too, because you're having to support less weight. So muscles that you don't even think about, like leg muscles. Like imagine if you were able to skate on Mars, one third the gravity. Skating on Mars, I mean, it's possible anywhere. 
That'd be so. That'd be so fun, actually. People have the drive to ride a board. Oh, it'd be it'd be amazing. Dude. Skateboarding on point one gravity. Have you ever? It'd be so much safer. In CS:GO, have you ever played CS:GO? Always. Not always, but I have. Yeah, I, I used to play it big. Not not as much anymore. One thing I used to do with my online friend is boot up a private CS:GO server and then mess around with the gravity, and oh, then yeah. you could. Uh, have you ever seen bunny hopping? Of course. It's basically when you do it in game, you have to do a frame perfect jump when you land. But with a certain server command, you can just hold space, and then you would continue your momentum, and then gravity would be on point one, and yeah. it would be it would be really fun. You were just like bouncing really, really slowly around. Well, the flying scouts uh, that mode messes with your gravity too. Yeah, it's it just all, like it's that. all scouts, and you just you jump for years and years. You just don't stop. Imagine skateboarding like that. That'd be so cool. I imagine, hope I have the money to do that in the future. Imagine if there was no risk of falling, though. If there was no risk, you know what I mean? Like, in regular gravity skateboarding? Yeah, essentially. Or are you saying... Because it, it will, in a third, if we got a third of the gravity, right, you just launch off, maybe it'd be easier to control your landing. Almost as if it slowed down. Well, uh, are you saying in the one-third gravity? Yeah. Yeah, it would be... You would have three times the time for each trick. Mm-hmm. And may, maybe just... It reduces the risk. Perhaps. Uh, oh, what I was going to ask is... But that's a good thing. Of course. Maybe. Maybe not for the, the barrier to entry to skateboarding. But maybe, do you think it would take away any of the meaning of getting good at it? That, or maybe the exactly skill ceiling it. would go up. Oh yeah, there'd be there'd be some people who would when when they master it, they have much bigger potentials. So there's a higher trick set and the skill set is completely different. You're just doing countless spins. You got so much time doing like 17 flips at once. Yeah, well, like maybe. <laughs> Like the normal pop shove, it would be more like um, a five eight five forty shove. Five forty shove, yeah. Imagine then. Yeah. Wow. That would that would look like a helicopter's taking off under your feet. Okay, I I wanna, I wanna, I want your answer to the question. You wanna earlier. find my values? All right. Cause here, well, look, I've kind of got an answer for mine. I can't really think of me thinking about anything philosophical or like how to live before my friend Ian showed me Jordan Peterson and the first thing I saw from him was like clean your room get your life in order and I was like oh shit yeah and it was like my that was my first red flag there you know what something's going on mm mm well, considering something could be going on for the first place. Mm -hmm, but, sure. and the reason why I kind of want to hear about your values is because you are this guy who is constantly skateboarding and biking to, I think, very fruitful uses of time. I try, I try my best. I've been lacking on the bikes recently, but the skateboards have taken over for sure. My, my ankle's feeling it, but your advice on stretching it out, you're keeping me going, man. Have you been stretching? I have to now. Once you start, you can't stop, dude. Have, 
have you been committing to the two minutes at least? I'm stretching, dude. I'm reaching fives. Good. Actually, I'll get there, dude. Um, before we go to the skate park later, I want to do some stretching. Yeah, is that the plan? Yes. Okay. We and just got to keep in check. The Graham's coming. Oh no! No way! Hey? Yeah. Hmm. I guess Tristan won't be available. Hey? No. No. But okay. My values, yeah. Well, it, it comes from my family. Honestly, it's my family, and um, where where sort of where we chose to live. When I was about four years old, my parents drove up to Norman Wells in the Northwest Territories. What was it called, Norman Wells? Norman, Norman Wells. It's a little oil town. Less than a thousand people up there, right? We knew one person up there. It was my mother's uncle, and he was working up on the oil sands, I believe. And um, we drove up there. And to get there, you have to go on an ice highway, which is over like frozen lake. It's crazy stuff. Wow. We ended up in the ditch once, I, I recall. But we did make it up there, and um, we had a house up there, and we lived up there. And it's very remote, I mean, less than a thousand people. We had a decent little plot of land, maybe two and a half acres, maybe more. I'm not sure, I was just a little guy back then, everything seemed a lot bigger than it was. But we had a one-story house, fire-burning place, a big shop next door for my dad, and about the same size of the house, honestly. It was enough to get by, it was a, it was a beautiful place up there. And it's all just so remote, you're outdoor living, there's no, there's no paved roads. Very small, tight community. They don't got a lot of funding, right? There's, it's just, you gotta be in touch with yourself up there. It gets up to negative 40 degrees. That's when they close the schools off, negative 40. There was one school I attended. It was a Mackenzie Mountain School. And they were kindergarten to grade 12, I'm pretty sure. There was one school in the whole, in the whole place. And that's where all the kids went. And I went to kindergarten there. And I did a year of uh, preschool as well. And I, I was a really shy, guy, shy kid. There wasn't many people up there to make friends with. So growing up, I was very shy, very, very inner, very inward, right? Very introverted for sure. But, um, being being up there, it, it it exposes you to something you'd never get down here. Everyone down here, you're, you're right beside the city, you're at the rat race, right? Everyone's got somewhere to be, they got something to do. They don't care, they don't, they don't take the time to think about other people. They got other things going on, they got their life, they got their family, they got their kids, they're doing this, they're doing that, whatever's going on. You, you can't focus too much about your job. You gotta work your job. Your job's good. It keeps us going. You gotta have some challenge. But you gotta take into account that everyone's gotta do that. It's not all about you. You gotta connect with who's around you. You gotta help out your neighbor. Even if you don't know him, he could be your neighbor. You just always reach out a hand and you can meet... There's so many people you can meet. Everyone's, everyone's got their own story. Everyone's amazing. There's a good side to everyone. And you just gotta, that's why you gotta be open about it. You can find that person's good side. 
Did your parents... How long did you live there? Um... What grade, what grade of schooling, perhaps, did you finish there? I, I, I finished kindergarten and preschool, and that's it. And I came back when I was in grade one. Ooh. Uh, I did grade two at ESR in Mission. Okay. So I, I probably did grade one up there as well. I'm, that makes sense. I couldn't have been anywhere else. Just kindergarten, grade one. I was up there for about three years. But uh, we came back about two years in to have my youngest brother. And then we moved back up there for a little bit. Ooh, for how long? Another year. But we still have that property up there. That's cool. That's the coolest spot, dude. I could that, show you some photos. That's cool, dude. We should go there one time if you have, like... Imagine, yeah, we could 100%, man. My parents have been talking about going back up there. Did you... Did your parents ever help out your neighbors like you're talking? Or I'm just curious, like what? Oh, all all the time. They made they made they made a lot of friends when they were up there. They they uh, I think they naturally attract good people. They have a, they're very laid back and they're very open minded as well. So it, you can and you you can see when people have sort of poor intentions and you you whittle out sort of the people who you you know won't be there for you and you make good connections with the people who would would have your back sort of thing, right? My parents know lots of people out there and matter of fact this guy Blake native guy um, my dad used to work with him up north and he just came down the other week he stayed for about five days and he, then he went off to the island but it's that sort of thing that we're still in touch with him he, he can come he can come stay come chill out bro I played Super Mario Kart Super Mario 64 Mario Kart 64 with him right when you were younger no, dude. The other week. <laughs> That's awesome. He came over, he's like, dude, this is my favorite game, man. This is my favorite game. You got GoldenEye 2, let's get it going. You see, went into my room, he's seen it. He's like, oh, we gotta play this, man. That's cool. He's awesome, dude. He's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, we got the fire going every single night. And just talk with that guy, because I, I remember seeing that guy as a kid, but I, I never probably talked to him. I was just a young guy, right? And, uh, yeah, my, he took my dad out hunting for, like, ducks. <laughs> crazy up there dude have you ever been where's the farthest you've been do you mean up north in British Columbia in the world where's the farthest you've gone my girlfriend's family took me along with them to Hawaii in 2018 that was really cool but that's that's the only place I've been other than essentially lower mainland Yeah, I, I've never been to like a sort of tropical place, I suppose. But um, my my grandma took me to England. My grandparents took me to England when I was grade six, and we stayed two weeks at my um, my grandma's brother's. And uh, yeah, so it's sort of like my second cousins who are there. It, it's just a whole another culture, right? Like, everything's so different. But it's so cool. It's it's awesome. I wish I could go back there. It's uh, all the houses are brick, man. Everyone's driving on the wrong side of the road. Really? Wait. Oh, uh, England? Yeah. Oh, okay. Road, I thought you were talking about uh, around. What was it called? The, where you used to live? Norman Wells. No, no, that's that's like BC. It's it's Drive cool how the a small community 
existence gave you a good set of values. Do you feel like that's an accurate statement? Um, or would you say it's more the parents' job in just like good good parenting, I guess? Uh, it's the parents for sure. Without a doubt, dude. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta make the best of it. Maybe it's a little bit easier in a small community. There's less bad influences. Your kid's not out at school all day. Then he's at daycare sort of thing. You don't really have a connection with your kids. But up there, there's not much. Like, I'd even go with my dad to work. He would lift off weather balloons. Big, huge weather balloons. And it was it was awesome, man. Nothing else like it. I've never seen anything like that before. As a little kid... And there's this balloon. It's like a hundred of me would fill it would fit in this balloon, probably more. And it was just that like that was a cool thing to experience as a kid. Ryan, can you pull up weather balloon? I don't think I've ever seen one in real life. Huge white weather balloon, man. It's crazy. Was he in charge of recording the data that the weather balloon collected? I'm not hundred percent sure of it. I'm that stuff's probably all done computer. There bet there's something in there that tracks it all. He just lets it off. That could that could sets be sets right. it up, lets it off. But I remember there's a there was like a hut where he'd sort of be in an office sort of thing, outdoor building, and uh, there was a computer in there, and we'd always, he, we'd play Wolfenstein together, and that was pretty cool. Return to Castle Wolfenstein. <laughs> is that a, is that a first person shooter? It's similar. Looks similar to. Uh, oh. I was gonna say Doom, but I think this one might be a little bit different. No, it is Doom. It's made in the Doom engine. I love Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah, you're shooting down the Germans, the Nazi soldiers, pretty much. Bring up, bring up Wolfenstein. I found this article: giant surveillance weather balloons are spying on us. Yeah, <laughs> it's big white things. Like, I bet you if you go up a little, there'll be a nice one. Here's a couple nice ones. Yeah, I remember the more oblong shape. But they're just big, yeah, big balloons. Mm-hmm. Huh. What was going on with that comparison sheet up there? Oh yeah, look at this. Okay, yes. Okay. This is a real game. A real man's game. Is it just like is it very close to Doom? What? Uh yes. Those 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 ones are for sure. Pretty much a reskin. Did you ever go hunting as a kid? Um, I don't think so. Maybe I, I experienced. Blake brought home some muskrats for my dad once. I remember that. Some wild muskrats he'd shot. We still got the skins up in our garage there. What, your your dad did? Yeah, my my dad didn't. Blake did. Blake brought him brought him home. Just gave him to my dad one day. Is that your older brother? No, Blake Blake was the native guy from up north. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I don't have an older brother. Two younger brothers. No, I have a younger brother and a younger sister. Hmm. Hmm. I've never, I've never met them. Was he at the skate park the other day? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You met him. You you were teaching him tricks, man. Oh, you were teaching him tricks Shea? in the quarter pipe. Shay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Shay was cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. There you go. That you probably see the resemblance if you really put some thought into it. You, if I was there, too, you'd be like, oh yeah, no brainer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was cool. Did he t- did he tell you about me talk teaching him? Yeah. That's cool. You you gotta get him going, man. I was trying to. Yeah, of course. I know you do a good job, dude. You got you got a good mentality. Yeah, he was a. Uh, there was a bunch of scooters scooting, and yeah. I told them like, "You just gotta cut in front of them, dude. You gotta go yeah. when it's your turn." Yeah, yeah, for real. Don't let those guys get in your way, dude. Just run them over. Essentially, <laughs> they're gonna be there either way. You just gotta go. Yeah, he he said like, "What if I crash into them?" I was like, "You gotta break an egg to make an omelet." <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's good. He won't run into that was him, that was really cool because. Uh, that guy I mentioned earlier, Jordan Peterson, he says the highest value is mentorship. Mentorship, yeah. It's, Which, a, it's a great... It's, it's one of the best things you can have. Pa- being able to pass down knowledge. Mm-hmm. We need that. We need lots of that. As much as... Yeah. Because it, it's, it's so fulfilling. It was so fun to teaching him... And he was... Uh, it's very rewarding, for sure. And he, the coolest thing was, like, you saw the trick I was trying to get him to do, right? I don't recall right now. It, a wall ride up the stairs. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. And and then you got him working on that, yeah. Yeah, no, but, like, I told him, like, you gotta learn this. And then he, like, tried it, like, eight times, yeah. nine times on my orders. Mm-hmm. Good. Like, Good. learn this, dude. And then that's what he just did, like, for the rest of the time I was there. It was so cool. Because he wouldn't, he wouldn't try that if you weren't there. He'd never even think of that. I wouldn't even think of that, dude. I never did that until you, until I was like, I, this guy, kid can't be doing it. And I, I'm not doing it, man. I'm glad I inspired you. I didn't invent <laughs> it, of course. No, of course not. But uh, I wish I could say I have. I wonder. Huh. You got the potential to invent some freestyle tricks, though. That's yeah. Well, that's what I was just thinking. Have I done anything? I haven't seen anyone else do at the park. Probably, probably just some cavemen's though. Yeah. Which is just where you throw and land on the board from standing. Yeah, Colton used to ride really freestyle. Well, he still does, but not Mission Local no more. Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch his videos on Instagram. Yeah, skating. he was on the nin- Ninja Review that run one time, wasn't he? <laughs> Did you see that? Can you bring up Ninja Review? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Wait. Oh, he sent in a clip and Ninja reviewed it. The whole video. It's a whole skate park, dude. It's good because it's all mission clips and it's good shit. Cause, and no one else really rides like him, so he actually gets the guy, like the ninja man, freaking hyped up. What is ninja review? It's this guy, it's like this old OG YouTuber who reveal, like, does skate content, sort like, of reviews he's shit. Like a, he's buff and bald, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hi, he's got glasses on to it. Today I'm <laughs> you gotta pull up with Colton Fuller, though. And the only way to find that is on his Instagram, where he tells you which episode it's on. Because it's actually, we gotta put some time into this clip, dude. This is a good clip we wanna investigate. Uh, I don't know which channel this is. Yeah, we'll find it really soon. Is it. <laughs> what, oh, what's this, what's this actual channel? Oh, right there, Ninja Lifestyle. Ninja Lifestyle. <laughs> Who is it we're looking for? 
Okay, he's about to have the he's about to have the title. It's gonna be like Ninja Review and then number something. Oh, and can you check if OBS is recording desktop audio? I think it should be, but like just like if it's check if it's muted or not in the audio inputs. No way, dude. It's not muted. Thank you. He might have taken the post down. Ninja Review was always really funny because it used to make fun of scooters. <laughs> Number 162. And, and, and never edit like this. Bali, never. Indonesia background. Oh, amazing. Wow. Chicken wire and some shitty fucking weeds. Yeah, you, you, you don't have to watch that. You can just get it. Just sort of get it going to the... To the, to the, it, it may not be the first one. Oh, okay. Oh, it totally okay. is. It totally <laughs> is. Bring it back a little bit more. Just where the clips start rolling, the guy starts messing around. Own way. So let's begin with the first video. Uh, Colton Fuller recap skateboarding. He I had love to put watching skateboarding in parentheses because there's probably going to be a lot of walking around and bullshit. Let's go ahead and hit play. Tray flip down the stairs. Nicely done. Cameraman shaking a little bit. Jumping on the rail. Grind down the rail. Starting off the video with a bang. I uh, have no idea what that was. <laughs> Maybe some type of shove it under flip. Tray flip down the stairs again. This, this guy's gonna He's have amazing, a real dude. unique bag of tricks, but not with the shove it tail grab because every person who can't shove it does that trick. Kick flip off the yeah, a, downward the... ledge, I guess. Almost dragged his toe. That BC was a Lickers perfect <laughs> impossible. We rarely see that. Early grab, varial flip, I guess. Kind of got lucky there. You can always tell. When someone gets lucky landing on no a trick, when its like him, yeah. bolts are not matching where the feet are, definite heel drag there. This guy really reminds me of it's a, a one song kind of mood, right? Just kind of flip the board around and pray to Jesus that it lands upright right there. I don't know if that was a tray flip or a pre Look, okay, he tried to do it without grabbing and completely failed right there. Still looks like he has no idea what he's doing. I'm sure he would have much rather grab the tail. And right there, can't all down the stairs. For Might sure. as well early he, he's grab really down. good. Coming up for Amazing, another 50-50. Right? I think That's that so was clean. trade double flip, but it also seemed like maybe the back. I'm pretty sure his back toe is what flipped that. I'm not really familiar with all these bullshit tricks. And he's not either, as you can see, because half of these <laughs> are just shit, feet dude. completely not landing bolts at all. Just right there, it's just praying. Just praying to Buddha that the skateboard ends up where your feet are. Comes up here, front grind, impossible off. That was That's pretty cool. Nice dude. little tic-tacs at the end. Rolling up. Double flip down the stairs. You can really tell which tricks represent confidence. And skateboarders like that right there, he landed at bolts. That was actually really crazy. But there's also a lot of tricks that he does where you can really tell. It's just like, oh, well, I hope so, this works. These all, I don't want to keep for calling out For people who are watching video, here, these are all really like, crazy tricks for I've someone I've never seen someone never so knew. similar to that guy. For someone who's go, getting shit on. Twice, getting ready. <laughs> was that a hand grab? Three shove? Probably. Setting up for <laughs> what may have been a okay, tray should, flip. Probably a pressure flip. Get, 360 flip, something pause. like that. Toe flip down. Do you think he like says anything at the end of the video, or is it just more just like reviewing right. as it happens? Probably. Do you, do you think he gives like a recap? Yeah, saying? maybe not. I can't recall. He might do. I'm, yeah, I'm sure he does at the end of it. I'm sure he does. Yeah, he must do. Well, maybe. I I feel like I'm good. That was cool though, the, to see the mission park. I I never knew Colin was so good at skateboarding.
He's amazing. There was a lot of those pressure flip tricks, which I agree are kind of maybe not as cool as like say a tray flip, but he did a bunch of tray flips too. That was cool. They're just not respected in the skate community. <laughs> he did that uh that the step up rail too. That's like fifty down that, yeah. That's like a nine star. Maybe, maybe, maybe an eight, maybe a nine in that range, yeah. Yeah. But it's not that bad because once once you actually hop off, well, I, I can't say that I can't 50 it, but once you actually hop off, you're al almost about halfway down the rail already. At least three quarters of the way down the rail. Like, do you mean once you get on? You don't start at the, yeah, exactly. You don't start at the very top of the rail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the rail starts a little bit before, right? But even still, just committing to getting on a 50 on that rail? That's all skateboarding is, just committing to getting on anything. Yeah, well, there you go. That's why it's so crazy. There's so many tricks you can do if you actually like experiment with it. That's why I want to get the front side board slide. Oh, you're close. You can totally get it. I think a, a, a wider board would help you for sure. But I know you like to ride your equipment, no matter the no matter the. Cost. I I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be afraid to upgrade. What what do you ride? I ride an eight point three eight. Which for people who don't know inches, I think I ride eight. Yeah, I would yeah. go to eight two five for sure. Yeah, Tristan's on the eight two five, and my last deck was an eight five, but I I could kickflip it so nice, but I'd also I also primo it at times where I just I just commit and I'd, I'd catch it primo, every single time. Do you think that's why you went down a little? Mm, yeah, for sure. I didn't want to primo the heel bruise is terrible. I, I think it it <laughs> would make sense if it was like proportional to your feet maybe. But maybe even yeah. then, if you have smaller feet, you can just uh, put more power into your flicks, I guess. It's all... Some people ride proportionally, but some people are just... They just ride what they like to ride. Dude, some people would rather have a bigger board and just block into slides really easily and grinds. Much easier. They got wider trucks at that point, right? Hmm. Yeah, okay. Wider, wider trucks. Wider board, sense. wider trucks. Yeah. For sure, dude. When you ride an 8, like, me trying to front board of your skateboard that's scary to me wow why why because it feels like i'm gonna slip out because there's to me there's like there's no board there it's tiny my margin for error is much greater because my area of actually being able to do the trick is much it's much finer right well i i feel like for the trucks it would make a bigger difference but like that still makes a huge difference dude it's ridiculous when if yours is a uh, 8.35 inches or 325 or 8375 some people make them they make all sorts of sizes man and mine's <laughs> only eight inches do you yeah. think the length of yours is also longer um it could be but it could also not be because i feel like that would be the only thing that would contribute to the board side since the the, the length the rail goes perpendicular with the length of the board yeah yeah i, I don't know I never really look at the length of my skateboard. We'll when I go to buy to a new one, I just, I just grab whatever looks cool, honestly, and whatever size I want to ride. But I didn't even pick out my last deck. Buddy Braden picked out my last deck, and he got it for a good price. So bless him. I want to take a kind of divergence, and because I asked you where your values came from the other earlier, I kind of want to ask you about your experiences with the plant world and philosophies that you subscribe to um 
Well, I took Philosophy 12, and that was definitely the best course in high school, without a doubt. Mr. Schneider killed it. Great course. I may, I may not remember, I may not have all the names right, all that, but just even the allegory of the cave, dude, like, that's enough, that's enough, that's enough for me, it's crazy. It's crazy. It could all, it, it could, it could all be fake, so why not just do the best thing you can? You know what I mean? Well. Why not? Uh. Just, just if you stay to... in the cave, you're only seeing the shadow of what the real world truly is. So you go, so you go searching. Mr. Shine is a really cool teacher. I, uh, <laughs> I eventually want to have him on here. Really? Hey? Yeah. Um, that, that, that'd be good. That'd be good stuff. Definitely. I, I was told by, uh, Graham and Ian were in his class. Mm -hmm. Uh, they said he watched Joe Rogan <laughs> during <laughs> class. <That's laughs> like, good. just privately on his own. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. He's good stuff. And he, uh, I think he's he's a deadhead. How so? Like Grateful Dead? Have you seen him listen to or talk about them? No. Hmm. Maybe more in the past. He has posters in his classroom. He has like three of them. There you go. That's cool. Yeah, he's good stuff. I wonder... I, maybe I'll just ask him if he's in psychedelics. <laughs> you can't expose him, dude. He's a teacher. You... Maybe. The thing is, people should... like uh, Be more yeah. open about it. Yeah. Of course. But the corporate never wants that. Never, yeah. never, ever. Never, never, never do they want that. That's bad. That's bad for business, dude. That's bad for the cash. It's all about the cash. Hmm. I wonder if that that could happen. Because imagine I was like... We can put a disclaimer. But, you know, we can talk a little bit about the research, too, about psychedelics. It's like adults should be able to experiment with their consciousness. I was listening to this drug expert on Joe Rogan, Hamilton Morris. And he was talking a lot about it's great now that we're legalizing marijuana and psychedelics through therapy. And it looks like that's going to be the way for psychedelics is through therapy. But it's like at the end of the day, you can't lose the fact that even if a drug is harmful for you, you should be allowed to experiment with it at your will. Like, if he's still a good teacher after a mushroom trip, mm -hmm. then he's still a good teacher. Probably a better teacher. Probably. A, I would agree. He's, he's, he's more caring for his students, perhaps. He wants to see them do good. He wants to inspire them. And he does a good job. And he well, and he did. Big time. I, uh, I tried to have a debate club through him. He'd be but the then COVID came. Yeah. He definitely was, like, enthusiastic about it. Mm, that's too bad. That's too bad, dude. Well, where where would you bring that to now, hey? Your debate club. You just can't do it no more, can you? Well... You don't have the platform, the high school platform, to just host a debate club. 
Do you know enough people to host a debate club? <laughs> well, it depends how many numbers you would want. For sure. You don't need a huge debate, because at that point, it's just a big debacle. Yeah. You just need a good 10, 20 people. Maybe 20 is even pushing it. I feel like, well, yeah, you could have a debate just one-on-one. There you like go. we could, we there could, we could debate anything we needed to. Right. Exactly. But I don't think I could. Uh, I don't know. I, I couldn't think of anything I would disagree with you on, really. We'd, well, there's all. There's, there's obviously there's got to be some stuff, man. There's so many things out there. Do you think the psychedelic universe is spiritual in some kind of outside the mind sense, or that it all happens in the user's brain? It can't all be in the brain. It, 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 it's showing you, it, it's showing you that it's not all in the brain. There's something more to it. There's something going on. And you just got a glimpse of what's going on. They're not revealing the whole project to you. But it's a new DLC. <laughs> See, I have... I've been blown on, onto my feet before but my scientific my scientific brain can't like would you say you believe that over like it being just in the mind how how do you mean if you had to choose like I'm more of the opinion that it is something n not solely inside the mind versus saying I'm of the opinion that it's only in the mind. Would, would you sway closer outside the mind? Mind's a powerful thing, dude. You, you, you can accomplish so much. But... You, well, do you know Terrence McKenna? Yeah. I learned the other day that he thought that the the mushroom experience, the psychedelic experience, wasn't just contained to the mind. Which is, I don't know. It has that, that should, certainly should give me pause, considering how wholly invested he was into psychedelics. Mm -hmm, that was his life. Like at one point, I think for years, I would Ryland fact check this. He would do acid every day. That's ridiculous. And, uh... This is, I don't know. I, Terrence McKenna. That would drive... Not, a, not, not many people can do that at all. Uh, that, would, that would drive a man to madness, dude. Well... <laughs> uh, a mushroom-shaped tumor grew in his brain quite ironic eh? yeah well I maybe that's the world showing him something like hey it's, it's just in your mind dude. don't worry about it well it well no it was a cancer that killed him mm. yeah I feel like and it, but cancer is random I'm not it, sure well, no, well you can definitely increase or decrease the chances yeah no yeah it's not 100% random but it yeah, is yeah I take that back 
I don't see anything about him it, doing it is acid also a random thing though every day but he, apparently he smokes weed every day that's that's <laughs> much more common I'm sure okay yeah maybe maybe I was misinformed but uh he was uh, a psychonaut for sure big time and he was and he lectured on it and so when someone who's probably been further than you in psychedelics, that's the one thing. It's like, before you do psychedelics, you can't really talk about them. But even after you do psychedelics, unless, like, because I've never had the the 5-MeO DMT, never had, like, full DMT. And there's, like, a bunch of like, other psychedelics that I'm starting to learn about. Like, you've probably heard of ketamine. Yeah. But have you heard of ibogaine? Yeah. And and then there's also uh, salvia, which would be really interesting to do too. I, I don't know if that's one that you'd want to do. Perhaps not. Perhaps not. It just kind of seems like a terrible experience all the whole way through. Well, okay. Well, people describe it as bad, but I think every, like, not even psychedelics. Drug. Every drug depends on your setting. Setting, big time. Big time, yeah. Like, imagine... Like, it's not like there's no accounts of good trips on Salvia. Like, um... Yeah. It's not a common thing. It's often misused, which would lead to a bad experience. You don't, you don't see a good Salvia experience popping up every day. Ryan, can you look up some horror stories of Salvia trips, and then also after we'll Google to see if anyone reports positive trips? Must be a couple. I think every drug, though, because like weed isn't necessarily psychedelic, but you're what you're doing at the time is certainly gonna affect the outcome. I think your mood at the end or during. It has maybe not a psychedelic in the, in the, you don't see a lot of motion, right? But it may be, it may be make, it gives you a better contrast. Because when, when I'm stoned, I'm walking around, I'm looking at the trees, man. I'm looking at the bushes. I'm just appreciating everything, dude. I'm just looking at all the fine details. I'll walk slow as a motherfucker. I don't care. I'll just take it all in. I'm not in no hurry. Well, th that might be a psychedelic-related property. Because I don't think... It, cause it, it's reaching further than you normally reach in your day-to-day. -day, up in the brain piece. You're using more of your brain activity. <laughs> and that's well, that's what they found psilocybin to do. There's this... Um, okay. Read this first post. Okay. Okay, well, yeah, let's... Okay. The universe crumbling into a mechanical nightmare. My friends and family all becoming puppets. I was a cog in the machine all along. But then I took salvia with nitrous. I went straight to hell and stayed there for eternity. <laughs> I have no other way of describing it. I don't know how I'm saying right now. I honestly don't. Wow. <laughs> Reddit's an odd place. Too. You don't wow. see that thing any other place. That's so wow. Oh, can you look up, uh... Oh, I don't know if you're gonna be able to find it. They... Okay, so they did MRI scans of 
someone tripping on psilocybin, magic mushrooms, yeah. in a sober brain. And they, in the sober brain, there's just a small region lit up. Um, and scientists call it the default mode network of the brain. Yeah. Because when the brains, what they found was when the brain kind of wasn't doing anything, the default mode, that's where it gets its name, was always on. And so they, and now they've come, they're coming to think more and more that it's responsible for like consciousness, for a sense of like, Bo is here right now. When you look out of your eyes, you're like, I'm Bo looking. And then, but when they compared the brain activity of the sober brain to the psilocybin brain, they found so much more of the brain was turned on, but then that part of the brain, the default mode, was quiet. And, and so you're, you are using more of your brain and psychedelics and uh, you made that case for weed too. Yeah. Your, your brain has so much potential. And like you said, you're in the default mode, so you're not using it all the time, but the mind is really, is limitless, dude. And no one, no one understands it. It's one thing that no one really understands entirely. We know all the components. But how? How is it? No one can answer the how, you know? Well, and maybe not even all the components either yet. There could be more, you're right. I, w there, I was going to say earlier, because I was talking about, like, me not being able to speak to intense psychedelic experiences, but, like, you can... There's never really a final intensity. Exactly. And there's, um... I'd say you're well more well-versed than most. Well maybe uh probably like i've had to an uh, average an average joe yeah i'd say you rank quite up there like i think the most i've had is five grams of dried psilocybin mushrooms yeah and but dmt like imagine you took an airplane right now mm -hmm. to a place where they ceremonially do it legally with things that are much stronger like ayahuasca or ibogaine we were talking about earlier and the, the the things people describe are just out of this world like the positive side of sitting in hell for eternity like that salvia trip guy said but but even then there's still no really top like there was this policeman who walked into, I don't know, some house or basement where they were making acid illegally, I believe. And he was in a room. Oh, he was in a room with a vat of acid for not very long, a minute, two minutes. And it yeah. seeped into his skin. Yeah. You know the story? Yeah, you heard it the other night. Say There you go. Okay, well, imagine. Okay, so. But for then for not for you but for people listening basically he was tripping on a thousand tabs of acid a policeman who had never prepared um and then was promptly driven to a hospital and kept in a dark hospital room for an 11 hour terror trip and i'm and it did fuck with his life permanently um in terms of ways that you couldn't resolve with him having had a good trip but 
Imagine if he was on a green Hawaiian grassy field with all his friends. And they're also tripping on a thousand tabs of acid. The setting's everything. That could have been, that would have been like the guy to talk to about psychedelics. Because he would have been like, he would have had, I just, I. He could see the whole picture at that point. He's, he's over, like, he's over, he's in, he's in deep. The brain's oversaturated at that point. He's in deep. It's like, yeah, he's in deep. I wonder, like, I guess I'm, I, I, I won't ever go that far. <laughs> I don't know if you'd come back. Well, well, yeah, the, the bad part was he had PTSD, which I was trying to pose as, like, that could have been fixed with a better trip, I think. But he actually, like, has memory problems, too, which is, like, clearly the brain's been damaged. Yeah, it's, it's gone through too much. He overworked it and exploded those brain cells. Oh, and he, and he might have said he was still kind of tripping, I think. Maybe not. Maybe it never ended. That would be kind of scary. There you go. And that's like a syndrome, the, but it doesn't happen to many people. Maybe, maybe that's what his account of PTSD was, though. Because nobody actually knew what his PTSD was like, because nobody had that experience but him. Yeah. Hmm. He probably could never explain it again. He could probably never even talk the same again, right? So maybe his trip never ended. Maybe it would it would seem normal, and then it would just keep popping up and keep taunting him, sort of thing, right? That would drive him, drive anybody mad, if you're not in control of it, right? Yeah, it would. Well, yeah, like I would want a, a good, I don't know, maybe a 24-hour acid trip, but not a 24-day acid trip. Especially when you don't know if you're ever going to be able to end it. Yeah, you need, like you're saying, it's all about your surroundings. Yeah, well, That'll theoretically, make if you had all food and provisions sought after for you, mm -hmm. you could be living that 24-day trip Yeah. In on a beautiful island. There you go. On a beautiful blue day. With all the best people. With all the best people. With music and bongos and... Anything you could imagine, dude. Fruit roll-ups, <laughs> bamboo, flying discs. You ever play frisbee? Oh. Get a little game of frisbee going. You know what I mean? That'd be awesome. Get a get a mini ramp set up. Oh my god, dude. Because on the way to the police station, he looked at the window and he was like, "Bobby, you don't know what the clouds look like right now," with a big smile on his face. And the clouds are amazing, dude. You got you got to look up. It's a beautiful world. BC, it's good. I mean, it's a rainforest. It rains a lot, sure, but you look up and the clouds are always dancing around the sky. They're providing you with everything you need to stay happy. But to tie, to tie into the, the default mode, I think the default mode it ruins it ruins our ability. Or sorry, sorry, phones interrupt the default mode, right? It take it draws you out. It takes you. It, you're not there. You just you're just down. You're consumed by your phone. And a lot of people, it's easy to be ignorant. And a lot of people are oblivious to the fact that their phone consumes them. Right. It would be really interesting to see statistics about like kids maybe locally to us how much they like use their phone. Oh yeah, you go in any high school, any school. That's all they do now. They they go out the washroom. They go hit their vapes. Or they go go. We'll meet up by the big washroom. Right outside the gym there, we'll have a fiesta. 
10:45. Everyone, bring their bring bring your box mod, bring your water bottles. We're having a stitch. inside the school hall- hallways. In the in the bathroom, dude. Not the oh. hallways. The bathrooms are just sacred grounds, man. That's hot box fucking. Do the teachers not go stop <laughs> central? Them? Uh, some of them don't care. They don't want to get involved with that, dude. It's become too big of a problem. Oh, you can because I remember never resolve it though. Cause... My my math teacher would. Uh, when kids were just starting vaping when I was in 12th grade. Just starting. Would go raid the bathroom. Yeah, who? Get to class. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Gill. Of course. That's funny. I think he's a Hatsik local, too. Maybe. Might have just sold, too. I, this was the other half of that question I was talking about earlier, that I was thinking about earlier. Um, So when I first saw you in ninth grade when I first moved here I don't know what it was but I thought you just look like a cool dude I think I said hi to you in the hallways a couple times do you remember this I may be I may be familiar and then when when you were in ninth grade you say when you when I was in ninth grade so when I was in grade wait grade eight yeah at Hatzik Hatzik middle school yeah and then fast forward like a year or two okay and then you were hanging out with these with kids that pe- like some people would call skids. Yeah. Would you sure. agree? Uh, potentially, I don't know. Well, maybe, 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 maybe they got a bad idea of what a skid is, though. <laughs> well, that's why I think it. That's why I think it is. It was like me, me and my girlfriend both were like, like we thought, or at least I thought you got in with like a bad crowd. But then when I actually talked to you. Like, I don't know when I first talked to you, really. Maybe, like, eight months ago? Sure. I just, I, you were, you, I just realized you were this super cool dude. So. But, I, I think the, the, that perception, I only remembered that I thought that at the time. I never really, that perfection, that perception never affected my view of you when I spoke to you. So that was good. But that's the thing, you could interpret anyone as a skid from the outside. But unless you really do have a chance to talk to them, you, you don't have a clue what anyone's morals or anything. Like, a lot of people don't reveal their cards instantly. you got to spend time with people to see who they are. Yeah, because skids in a school setting are people, like, usually who are just uninterested in school. Yeah, they're wasting their time. They're skipping class. They're getting stoned at the skate park, probably. Yeah. Ripping on their vapes. But but, at least they're with their friends having a chuckle. At least they're not by themselves on their phone. I mean, you gotta you gotta spend time with your friends. Your friends will keep you going. But then again, you gotta choose the right friends because you you're the product of who you surround yourself with. Yeah, cause well, maybe it's zero percent justified but maybe it's a tiny percent justified i would people who would go to the smoke pit at mss i thought like i thought of them as i guess stupid in a way for letting themselves start smoking cigarettes yeah it's sort of easy to look down on that group but it's good that they have it's good that they got a space that they can go it's sort of group but uh yeah i mean it's not bad if they're just just having a smoke, but then then if they're just throwing shit around and just you don't want that, you don't want the goons going out and 
having a party at the smoke bin during lunch or freaking first block. So they got nothing better to do. They're not in class. <laughs> well, but imagine, imagine if, if the kids are like, I'm going to smoke this dart. I'm going to ace this test. They're just hyping themselves up sort of thing. If they use nicotine in a positive way, but they're probably like, like well, can I go to the washroom? Oh yeah, I'm a huge dart rip. They come back, class reeks. Everyone's like, come on, man. Don't be doing that. I'm trying to learn here. <laughs> yeah, because I, I feel like it was people who were <laughs> escaping school, not getting psyched up for... Yeah. Because... Uh, yeah, imagine, though. Yeah. If only. I, I, well, I think Rogan said that one time he had a cigarette before going on stage. Well, he, I think he said it every time. Perhaps. That's all he needs. Get a, get a little head rush before you go on. Boom. Makes you clear-minded. Gets you motivated. Fucking, you I've never had a head rush proper. I feel, but I, I've, I, I don't mind doing c cigars. Yeah, cigars are cleaner. You're not inhaling. You get a nice, you can get a nice flavor on those too. Mm -hmm. They're not dirty, or they're not candy vape. Well, again, that Hamilton Morris guy. He's a. Uh, I would call him a drug expert. I don't know if he would accept that title, but I, he is. Uh, he yeah. was talking about how nicotine gum might be the cleanest way to Should use be. nicotine. Should be interesting to try. Yeah. Because you don't know, because you could maybe go to vaping and say, well, it's just nicotine and then in vapor, but... But then you're damaging your lungs. You're yeah. Just, you're filtering shit through your lungs. You don't. You never want to put anything through your lungs, honestly, but... Sometimes the green just slips through and it's too easy. <laughs> sometimes it slips through and sometimes it's, it's a water slide. It's enjoyable. It's good stuff. Let's uh, let's get your full, uh, a bigger theory from you on cannabis. Cannabis? Cannabis? It's not for everyone. It's it's like anything, right? It, it takes to certain people. But it's sort of like your best friend, too. Where... Sometimes you might not like that person. But then you always go back to them. Because you know, you know they got your back at the end of the day. The green's not there to hurt you. It comes from the ground. It blesses us all. It's delicious, dude. It's a <laughs> delicious, nutritious, green plant. <laughs> You gotta try it, but you can't you can't overuse it. If you're smoking all day, then you'll turn into a lump of potatoes. You're not respecting the green. No, you no, know, you gotta have some respect for it. You gotta use it. It's like a tree, you don't like just fucking chop it down. Yeah. And any you trim its branches when it needs it. No, it's like life. And you climb it when you want. The green's like life, man. It's gotta be in moderation. Cause if you do one of two much of one of one thing just one thing, and you do it too much, you'll drive yourself insane. You can't just do one thing. The, the brain can't focus on just one thing. It's elaborate. It's got to have escapes, and it's got to have a diverse set of uh, goals to achieve. Things that keep you going and keep you motivated. And that's the best way to probably exercise your brain. I would say. Well, you're after that altering of consciousness we were talking about the the further reaching into your mind the forced um 
you're like you're in awe of nature when you're high on cannabis and walking really slow trying to take it all in oh yeah i'll take my time and no rush for me awe is a religious like experience being in awe because uh, the to be in awe it means to be inclined to imitate it like when you're in awe of a professional skateboarding because you're like oh I, w- I want to learn that skill I want because like, you think about it in relation to to your skill set you, you, yeah. you aspire to be maybe that good and the world's showing you that there's a good side and you should aspire to be to be better be the best that you can because people can always improve but of course it, it is easy to be ignorant but if you just take a second well when you're in the default mode when you're in just this like because if to go back to the 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 mris yeah. comparison it was like 10 percent, 20 percent lit up zone default mode network versus like 90 80 percent under psilocybin and of course there's a gradient with dosage and with weed it would be also a gradient but what you're doing with weed would be expanding the parts of your brain that are communicating with each other which is like it's a great argument for for cannabis that's for sure people on cannabis are more inclined to be personable right it's 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 easy to be complacent and just be be there and present say in a classroom setting maybe not classroom for the sake of it we're just chilling right we're we're with the bros and uh when we get stoned and then you're just talking to everyone you want to see what people are all about you're not you're not as you're not as um maybe tense as you were before it just allows allows the water to run it's a very nice drug uh that guy hamilton morris said he he tried heroin just once um for an experiment and he's tried like almost every drug mm-hmm. he said the euphoria of heroin he was like yeah i didn't like it i think cannabis is better with less side effects but the heroin's just it would be the most intense it'd be ridiculous right well that's what you hear but I, he had it in a pure form he's he had it in a snortable form and he said uh Nah, I like weed. That's good. Not everyone's that strong, but maybe him having that, having had that diverse selection of, of drugs he's consumed over all the years, it's kind of opened up his mind to where he's not. That one overpowering substance wouldn't be enough to take him. Well, yeah, because he well, and yeah, well, he mentioned the side effects, and maybe that's where he kind of got that statement mostly from, because you get constipated if you do heroin. You, and there's like withdrawal even after one dose, I believe. It's so strong, dude. When once you're on it, dude, you probably don't want anything else. That's what they say. It's hard to reject something that's strong. Well, with well, that's where we get back to like heroin isn't a psychedelic, but the mindset and the setting of the person taking it is so important. Again, 
Yeah, a lot of these people are on the street. Yeah, if you're on the street with nothing to give you meaning, except for if you're not if you're a female homeless person, maybe hopefully not being raped that day, which I don't know if it happens every day. Probably doesn't. Hopefully, it would maybe even increase maybe even increase your odds if you're if you're high on heroin. It might be easy to take advantage of someone. Yeah. I don't know what the heroin state's all like, but me neither. But can't be good. I, I I always think like for a female homeless because I've I remember there was this female homeless person that she was like clearly a prostitute and came into McDonald's that I worked at. I worked there for four years and I just saw her degrade over time. Sad dude. No one's there to like reach out. She probably has no one. Or some. You just gotta be there, dude. You can't do it all. Some people don't want the help. Well, and but like, s some people are so far gone into a miserable existence. Without a doubt. They're d it's like, it's almost like their default mode has become corrupted. They've got a different one going on of heroin dependence. It's depressing, they got... Yeah, they don't have, they don't have a challenge. You need to challenge yourself. Without a challenge, you lack a purpose. And if you don't have a purpose, you're alright with being on the street. Maybe. Maybe that drug is your purpose at that point. That's sort of what it becomes. You gotta give yourself a positive purpose. The PP. And the PP will make you a better person. That's what it could be. It, like almost any well but some people get addicted to pain medications initially and that's what gets them the heroin mm, yeah it's just stronger but maybe so maybe there's like a couple that maybe there's two different cases or maybe they could be subsumed under the same case where there's a lack of purpose or there's a lack of willpower because you get addicted to the drug because you could imagine someone who has a fulfilling job mm -hmm. but then takes pain medication to stop their hurting back from some kind of back injury they should go for a walk and smoke some weed <laughs> that would help them out well yeah but Assisted they walk. get addicted to uh, opioids to treat it and then they have purpose but then they don't have the willpower, I guess, to... And I'm not saying it's an easy thing. Nothing's but, um, easy, man. Yeah. You gotta be willing to put in the time, put in the effort. It's anyone. Anyone's capable. We're capable of a lot of things. But it's just hard to put in effort. You gotta be willing. You gotta want... You have to want it, man. That's why not everybody makes it. Because not everybody wants it. People are okay with being the 50%. They don't want to aim big. Some people just want to chill out. Enjoy some television. Play Candy Crush. Those are the, the killers. <laughs> yeah, there's time sinks, dude. They'll take all your time. It's a good word, time sink. Yeah, well, you think want to stay out of that. You want to, you want to put your time in efficient places. Where it'll help you out. You got to assess what's helping you and what's not helping you, right? 
if you want to improve. You know why? Continue. Because we're easily ignorant. We're ignorant to what we do. And we're, we don't want to change it because we think our way is the best. We're ignorant to change. We're ignorant to improving at times. You got to overcome a barrier, right? We're, we're, we're ignorant, and so we should look into everything we're doing and try and see if we could learn better ways. Well, of course you can. You know you can. But not everyone wants to. They, they don't think of it that way, right? They're lacking. But not forever. That's my, my, my favorite part. Like, yeah, everyone, everyone will come around at some point, hopefully. When... Uh, hope. Whenever I would criticize uh, my drummer, Graham, about drumming, one of the things I realized to tell him was like, I'm not even criticizing Graham because Graham's going to be here in 50 years. And that Graham is going to be a drum prodigy or uh, a drum master, hopefully, if he keeps practicing. Um, I'm only criticizing now Graham, which is a very different beast than Graham across time. So people don't need to be lacking forever. That's no. a beautiful thing. No. I think, well, to tie this now, and to tie, to tie this into people wasting their time, I think that that's one of the things that kids don't hear all the time, especially in this new victim culture where everything, it's okay to be a mess. It's okay to be depressed, and it's okay to be, I like, I saw this book on my mom's shelf, it's okay to be not okay. And maybe, to an extent, some people need to hear that, but when you tell people that they're broken and don't need to be fixed or just they're forever insufficient they they don't they're, that's not the same message as you can take a look at yourself and clean yourself up without a doubt they're uh, they're taking a step back they're not taking a step forward they're backing down they're, they're hiding behind this idea that it's alright it, we don't need to change we're good here we're safe we're protected we're comfortable. But you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's what it's all about. That's how you experience new things. People, like, when kids judge food, they'll say, Oh, I hate, I hate rice, I hate rice. No, you don't. You never tried rice. What are you talking about? You're ridiculous. <laughs> that <laughs> try, is a try, try, your, try your rice, and then we'll, we'll talk later, right? But yeah, your taste buds change, and you're just scared of food as a kid. And and then when you grow up, it changes from being scared of food to being change of changing changing of responsibilities scared of changing responsibilities what was what was my food part scared of food so scared of responsibility yeah yeah exactly from you change from being scared of food to being to being scared of responsibility sort of well and that's how and that's how you like your taste buds change over time so you, there's a part where everyone's scared of responsibility not everyone's like not everyone's out the gate ready to go and work the first day there's you get nervous, right? People are nervous. But over time, they open up. You gotta spend time with people. You can't just give them one chance. It's just like you can't judge a book by their, their cover, right? It's just like setting a standard that who even cares about? 
what, what's the point of the standard? We as humans like to set standards. We like to configure people in groups. Everyone's in a group. Everyone's got their thing, right? Well, and people aren't just people. They're they're just what they do, sort of thing. Everyone's an individual. Everyone likes more than just a certain set group of things. And it's like it's like it's simplistic. It's overly simplistic. Um, exactly. Judging a book by the by its cover is the same thing that racist people do. Like truly racist. Without a doubt. Like when you're saying I don't like Chinese people, you're saying somehow all Chinese people are the same and in some important way. Like there's, which, there's, there are so many Chinese people, and of course they're not all the same. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It's ignorance. It was what it is, right? Yeah. It's easy to be ignorant. That's what maybe the human problem might be. But they say ignorance is bliss. And maybe maybe that's to keep to keep people tamed. <laughs> to not let them explore their potential you know what i mean that's a government statement well <laughs> to okay we, do, rylan do we have to stop in five minutes or ten uh we have another five minutes you guys just finish your thoughts uh it's just to quickly uh, there's a couple things i want to say conclude to, it man to come quickly i want to come quickly dabble in what you just said about the government wanting people do, do you know anything about the world economic forum <laughs> um, not, not off the top of my head, no. Basically, there is a series of very powerful people who are in every government, essentially, have influence, heavy influence into every government, and one of the things that they want openly from COVID is a great reset. Have you heard of the great re reset? Never, no. And one of their things, I forget where it was from, I feel like 2016, but they were like, 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. This is a fake quote. I looked it's into not. this. I looked it's into not. This. I it's, couldn't find it anywhere. Dude, it's, if you can find, dude, it is not a fake quote. I couldn't find it anywhere. I looked for they, like an hour. Of course, they, del they deleted it all. No one knows too much. Look up. We're getting shut down right 2030, now. 2030. Look up. Uh, You'll own nothing and be happy. Original article. If this like, the thing is, the reason why this isn't fake, Ryland, is because Klaus Schwab, the leader of the World Economic Forum, recently wrote a book, in which he talks about the Great Reset, and why it would be good for humanity. And you'll own nothing and be happy is related to the Great Reset because with the Great Reset, they want you to give up private ownership. You'll own nothing. And put everything in their hands you'll be happy and they and they would love for you to think that your ignorance of what they're doing is bliss yeah they because they got all the power they don't care about us <laughs> which which would be a bad idea to go along with yeah that's that's crazy dude. it sounds like the world economic economic forms the one true government yeah we're well we're, and then the other governments are the pawns and then we're nothing. And to, we're and just to, fleas on the dog, dude. But we can make a difference if we try. Without a doubt. I tr well, I truly believe that. Oh, I, of course we can. I know we can. I see you doing amazing things around the town, dude. You're killing it. You're always doing something good. Thank you. Anytime, my friend. I, I feel the same about you. The other day when we left the skate park, yeah, you made sure to tell the other guys there, like, keep the park clean, man. 
Yeah. Yeah, you got to keep it clean. We cleaned up that day, so you got to keep the message going. Yeah. No, they did. The, yeah, we deserve to say that. Yeah. For the park, for we ourselves. In. We pitched in. We made it a better place. It's a good spot to be in. You don't want it to be fucking looking like shit. Other people come through like, man, this park's disgusting. Why would I want to come here? It, re- it reflects on us. It reflects on the community. It reflects on the town. It reflects on skaters, for sure. Even though if you actually come there, the people who are littering are mostly... Th- those people, I would say, are skids. Those, I kind of wanted to end, but those, those people are the skids. The people who come to the skate park just to do drugs and exist and talk, kind of, and not skateboard or anything. But it, it's easy to get pulled into the wrong crowd in high school. That's pro- that's definitely true. It, it's, I mean, not they just haven't they just haven't found what they're into yet. And but even then, me calling them skids, it's like I'm denying the fact that they're experiences have probably led up to yeah. having a lack of purpose that's that's their escape yeah. i don't think it's the willpower with children i think it's the purpose problem yeah it's it's hard it's hard for them to uh, exercise that willpower because the, they got no purpose maybe yeah well yeah if like it's like purpose first but then if you don't have willpower but it's yeah it's like purpose is primary they, they go together you need both to really succeed. This has been really good, Bo. We'll do it again soon. I, th- I sure. think this is nice because it's like we got into this hour and then a half or so conversation. And then we'll, I'll have you back and then we'll go maybe further. Oh, we'll keep going, dude. There's no reason to stop. I'm just getting familiar with the place now. Yeah. This, no, this has I, been great. This Thank you for doing this. I'm in the blue room. Thank you for doing this. Anytime, Calvin. Thanks for having me.